always is. The trade of trading for traders. Hosted by Nephew Elite and Rex Dog Actual from RexDogTrading.com. Excuse me while I whip this out. Welcome to another Always In episode. This is Rex Dog Actual Nephew Elite. Are you set up and ready to go? Yes, sir. All right. So today, I thought we would, we talked about this. We said, one of the things that would be good to do is have a series of questions or, or not even questions, maybe even frustrations that you've heard from traders, uh, specifically alphas as well. Uh, and a good way to have, a, let's have some conversations about what those questions are, those frustrations are. So what's your first one that you want to tackle? Well, a lot of um, frustration I've been seeing within the alphas in our active trade channel. If you guys are there, you guys know what's going on, but I've been seeing a lot of confusion when there's conflicting signals of bias momentum between several different charts. And a lot of people, they don't understand if one chart is telling me this, but another chart is telling me to short this move. This one's saying go long here. How are you supposed to decide which one? And I know you and I have talked about this personally because I had the same notion. I was so confused when there's so many different signals on so many different charts and what we talked about was having a control chart right correct yeah and what i would say is that that's covered throughout our training i think one of the the challenges is i think people often don't realize that you have to have a controlling signal or a controlling chart that controls your thesis for any trade that you do and any other chart that you use or any other indicator or any, I best, the better way to say it is generally, you should have a, it's some people think confluence of reasons, but I think that you should have a thesis of why you're doing that trade. And it's a control thesis. It should be as simple and as limited as possible for you to execute that trade. And then any other chart or any other indicator that you look to, is to provide confirmation that the trade that you're looking to execute aligns with the three questions that we ask and the two questions that you ask when you're in a trade. And the three questions are, where's price coming from? Where is it going? And how does it want to get there? And then when you're in a trade is what should happen and what shouldn't happen? Simple questions you should be answering. So you first start with your control. So if you, of course, Multiple charts are going to have different signals. Now, if we talk specifically, I'm going to talk specifically about our system. So if you're not trading our system, I get it, but you'll be able to take the concept of what I'm talking about and apply it to your own system or a system you're learning or whatever else it is. We trade what's called the four chart setup. It's four different tar- charts. It's a time, two time charts and, and two uh, non-time based charts. And three of those charts can be controlled charts. One of those charts is our entry chart. So in our trade system, one of those three charts is going to control your trade. And that chart, there has to be a good reason for you to take that trade. And off of that chart, if you bounce over to another chart, you're not, you're looking for not confirmation bias, but you're looking for an alignment. 
doesn't necessarily mean you need alignment, but you need probability. And, and here's the way to think about probability in this aspect. And let me just stop here and check in with you. Is what I'm saying so far making sense? Are you tracking? Yes. And I think also just to add something slight here is to have a control chart is very important because not only are you going to have conviction to that chart, but you will be fighting your own conviction on several different charts if there's conflicting signals. So having a control chart gives you conviction to fight either the system or fight your conviction for what you thought was the overall move. I think it's very important to note that because that's why we have a control chart because you're most likely to be fighting other signals that you're getting across these charts. So having the conviction through the control. Exactly. And even if you are just trading one chart, let's say you're only trading the five minute, typically you have other indicators. So you're looking for you're looking for a thesis for that trade. And then you're looking for con- for oftentimes what's called confirmation. What I suggest, because confirmation is oftentimes hard to t- find because then confirmation can be confusing you. You're looking for probability. What you're, and when I say probability, I'm not saying that you have to know the probability. This is what people mix up when I say probability. I'm not saying you have to know the probability because you back-tested this idea. I'm, and this goes back to a, a show we did uh, on the theory of the markets, having your own theory. When you go to the other chart or another indicator, the way that you see the market work and the way that your trade system interprets the market should match the probability of that outcome occurring, even though, because not every trade is the same, so the patterns are not the same, but the probability of that pattern unfolding from your control chart and then being confirmed or possible on that other chart should exist. If it's not possible or probable on that other chart, and I know this is one of those concepts where it's a little bit hard to, to maybe go through, but let's let's just talk about today, for instance. Today, the the NQ, for instance, broke what's called like a pivot low. It broke the previous low for the day. Uh, when it was obvious that you should have been not no longer shorting the market and that the market was going to hold the lows, when you went to confirm that early on in the trade, at least within our system, the probability that things were aligning on the other charts was starting to stack up. And then also on a control chart, like uh, the 60-minute chart, one of the charts that we use in our system, it, when you looked at that, the probability that that the RDA and the other momentum indicators were going to act as a magnet was high because of how far they were extended. It's really just a mean reversion trade. That's all a fade trade is. A fade trade is just a reversion trade. So I'm going to check in with you here just to make sure I haven't kind of advanced the concept too far. Are you tracking everything I'm saying so far? Is that is that answering kind of the the oomph of the question that you think is out there? Yeah, I believe so. I hope everyone's really grasping, having conviction, knowing that there's going to be confliction between several different charts and how to trade. And what I would say is it's it's possibility. It's 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 that the the control chart has given me this trade setup. And it's controlling the trade, meaning that this is the main reason for the trade because it's in this area or it's hit this alignment, it's hit, it's, it's hit this point in price, it's hit this indicator, it's hit this reaction zone, whatever it may be. And the other charts show that it is probable and possible that the pattern that I'm looking to trade here has an ability 
to, and and this is kind of weird when you talk about it from this way, because of course the market can do anything. Well, the market moves in patterns. The market just doesn't move straight up, doesn't move straight down. It moves in waves. It consolidates. Everybody knows this. You watch the market for a amount of time. You know the market moves in patterns. So that's really what you're looking at when you're looking at the other charts. You're saying, okay, is it possible that the trade that I'm looking to do is even? And then if you execute that trade, it's a consistent two questions that you're asking, which is really simple. What should happen and what shouldn't happen? Uh And then you're starting with your control chart. Okay, on my control chart, I entered this trade with this thesis uh, that I'm going to I'm going to go momentum here. And since this is a momentum trade, it shouldn't spend too much time above the momentum check. And then on on chart two, for instance, the fastest chart, it shouldn't roll over and start changing momentum in the opposite side of my trade for too long. I mean, that's just a simple example of of how it functionally works in in actual trading. Uh, that's what I would suggest. That, that's the answer. That's the definitive answer on how to do that. Once again, that, that's now this show for people that aren't in our system. We mention things, and I'm just gonna we're just gonna mention them. So that's something that's covered throughout our YouTube channel. We have over 250 free videos that we've done over time. We consistently do videos. We do blog posts. We release content. We have podcasts. So these the concepts that we talk about in this show can usually be found uh, and they're discussed uh, quite a bit because they're foundational. A lot of these are foundational concepts that we're trading day in and day out on our discord channel, live streams that I'm doing. So what's the next question before I just keep going on? Oh, you're good. Well, the next thing I want to kind of get into is um, personally, this happens to me every single day, fate trades. And I, I see this a lot with, I won't name names obviously, because those my boys, including myself, hopping into bad fate trades because we have an always in system does not mean I always need to be in, right? But usually I'm fate trading for revenge on bad trades, or I see a trade go against me and instantly I want to hop into the trade that just went against me. So my question to you is really, what is one key guideline to help with stopping yourself from fading bad moves and what's like the most probable fade that people should be taking? Those are good questions. I would start with the definitive answer, which is nice. Just been saying this more. If you don't have your fade card, you don't fade. <laughs> so yeah, we that. haven't officially made those, but we should. And so for, for those that are maybe not familiar with our system of fade, it really is a reversion trade. There's two type of trades you do a momentum. We don't use the word trend. Momentum is with the momentum of the market and the bias with the market. Fade trade is against the momentum and the bias of the market, typically, in almost all cases. So there's only two trades that you ever execute. And knowing which one to trade you're in is important. Now, fade trading is, people like it because fade trades oftentimes do, you're in profit quick when you execute them well. But oftentimes, fade trades are around areas or they're executed in a way, the common phrase of catching a falling knife and that's one aspect of fade trading. But the first thing is, and I'm going to hammer this point home, master, look, I don't want to talk just about our system all the time, but if you have a system and it trades with momentum, the trend, I hate that friggin' word, or bias, master trading with momentum 
and bias first, because those are, in air quotes, the easiest trades. You're going with the majority of the market. You're going with where the market's going. You're going with where the market's most probable to go. So, and master those. You have to master those. Don't do any fade trades. And this is hard because fade trades, sometimes you see the setups and you're like, oh, this is just good, perfect fade trade. But then you do one and you think, okay, now I can fade. You do the next one and then you massively lose. And until you, and what does mastering the trend or momentum trades mean? It means that you're executing these to almost to the point that it feels unfair. That's what I mean. It should feel so unfair on how you execute your momentum trades that you're like looking over your shoulder, thinking that you're going to be raided by the feds or by whoever your local police is, because the way that you're trading is just way too stupid. I should say it's like, and I say stupid in, in the best way, which is okay. I just, I just sold that momentum. Like today, this morning was a prime example. Momentum short and buy a short day, the market sold off. All you had to do is every momentum check that the market did, sell. And then there was times when I was streaming where I was talking about fading and all I should have been doing is actually just trading momentum. But because I'm an idiot and I like to fade, I was fading when I should have just said, you know what, this is a momentum. It's got one more, one more, uh, at least one more impulse down. It's not just going to impulse down once it's it's going to continue momentum now it took 20 minutes it took 24 minutes for it actually to decide to do the second wave down or so from the momentum check which was a, which was where i was doing a, a fade and saying okay maybe it's going to stall here but even i fall into the trap of doing that because like i said the answer to that is first and I will get to how to fade. And so this answer is going to get a little bit longer. Let me check in with you first. Has what I've said so far been tracking with you? Yeah, I'm understanding everything. And I think it's important. Understand that we're not saying you can't fade. Like if you're not with the system or whatever, you can fade. But he's saying master momentum is the best way to start getting into more fades. Because you'll understand. No, that's what I am saying. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying you haven't mastered moment. I'm saying I, I believe you shouldn't fade the market until you've mastered how to trade with what most people call the trend, which makes me want to throw up. But until you've mastered momentum trades, you do not fade. I, I know it's alluring. I'm just telling you, what is the what is trading about? Is it about feeling cool and wearing your cowboy hat and your cowboy boots? <laughs> or is it about pulling capital from the market? About pulling cattle from the market, baby. Exactly. So, yeah, if some people say trading should be boring, I don't think that's necessary either. I don't, I mean, I guess I not. Had one boring day. But I get that they're saying that it should feel boring because you're just executing like this, some kind of robot or whatever else. And some truth to that, you should be operating in the market as if this is just normal for you. So, I believe that. It shouldn't be special that you can get up every day and just pull capital from the market. It's just what you do. Just like some people, you know, get up every day and they can, you know, do well. Some people can get up and run five miles a day, right? It's just what they do. You should be able to get up and just trade the market and pull capital from the market. It's just what you do. And here's the thing. The reason why I tell people this, 
The path to mastering fade trades is mastering momentum. Because when you master momentum trades and you can execute those where just a process and you just have it down, then you will start to see when momentum trades are not the best trades. You'll start to see when momentum is stalling. You'll start to see when it's good to fade the market. But you don't get that knowledge by fading first because you will not survive the market <laughs> if you fade first. Because fading is the hardest trades to do because they're the least probable trades because every time you do a fade, you think that that's the one that your the fade is going to work out right. I don't know the exact number, but fading the momentum of the market, unless you're really good at picking extremes and getting out of trades quickly, is a tough way to trade the market. And for 99% of traders, uh, it's a way to destroy your, your account if you haven't mastered momentum first. Does that fully answer the question, you think? Or yeah. in your no, way? Uh, yeah, it did. I wasn't, trying to, I wasn't laughing. I was just dropping some straight knowledge, which you is true. If you're fading first, I mean... That's what I was doing. Those were the tough days. Rough days of trading. I often just say things and you just start laughing. I have no idea why. So I no, just, I don't know if I'm funny just naturally by just saying things. But you're I told you this before. You crack me up, dude. Yeah, so you're either laughing at me, with me, or both at the same time, which no, I'm fine with. No, I'm, I usually, I'm, I'm usually laughing at what you're saying. It's never like I'm laughing at you. It's just you crack me up. What's the next question? or is, Or is there a next question? All right, sweet. So let's get into the next question. I'm very excited. And we only got enough time for this one. So over trading. This is something that I see. I explained this a while ago to a couple of the alphas in the den. Just we're talking about over trading. I expressed my thoughts on it that I believe there is over trading and that there is not. But I want to get your take on it. If you think over trading is sometimes needed. I would say it's never needed. I would say that overtrading is bad, generally. Overtrading, in my definition, is where you're trading outside of your style too much. Okay. Uh, so some people, they love to scalp, and they'll scalp just, you know, five or six ticks here, five or six ticks here, five or ticks, you know, and they'll do that throughout the day. Some people will say, that's overtrading. Well, if they can consistently and reliably pull capital from the market, they enjoy it and, and they can repeatedly do it. Who are you to say? Yeah. So okay. it's their style. So over trading to me, though, generally is it's bad because usually when you're over trading, you're hoping for a trade to uh, and, and you need maybe that action or you need to be in the market or you're seeing something that the market's not doing. They're trying and, to win back. Yeah, you're trying to win back. Sometimes it's revenge trading, or sometimes over trading a lot can you destroy your PL because you do good. This happens for a lot of people. They do good in the morning and they give it all back in the afternoon. There's some people that do that mm -hmm. uh, because they don't realize that the psychology sometimes usually changes in the afternoon, the psychology of the market. And they, they have confirmation bias or recency bias, I should say, from what happened in the market before. And they're carrying it over to the afternoon. And, and they're not, they're arguing with the charts. So overtrading is bad. How you solve overtrading is really simple. There's a simple solution to overtrading. You need to create specific rules to your system, to the way you trade, that make sure that you don't overtrade. 
And you recognize, if you can recognize that you overtrade, then you can reverse engineer when you overtrade and create rules. So for instance, if, uh, if you overtrade, one rule I have is I only can do a certain amount of entries in any one candle. In any one candle, I can do a certain amount of entries. Once I've hit that amount of entries, I have to wait for the candle to close in order for me to, to do another position. Uh, this is probably more relevant in reversals too. A lot of times people see me reverse. I can only reverse three times in a row once a day. I can, if I do it more than once, I stop trading. Meaning that. That's a cool rule. Where, uh, it, now what I mean by reverse is reverse and be wrong two of those times. So if I reverse and I'm right every single time, well, of course I'm trading right. But a lot of times you'll see me sometimes start setting up a trade and then I reverse it and then I reverse again back to my original trade. I can only do that one time a day. If I do that more than one time a day, I stop trading for uh, at least a little bit because that is my form of overtrading. I notice when I do that at least once, I have a I have a, a possibility of doing it again. So I just stop because I can't, for whatever reason, my mind is in a mode that I'm not reading the charts correctly or anything else. So what you need to do is when, when you hit these overtrading aspects or these overtrading times, uh, it's, it, it's also... So overtrading too, it depends on your account size. With fees, you can get eaten up. So I guess I should check in here for any questions on the concepts that I've covered so far in the overtrading. Well, for me, my definition of overtrading, and I see it a lot. Sometimes when I'm revenge trading, obviously I'm overtrading, but a lot of it is I load up a heavy on a reaction area, hoping that it's going to do one big push for me, either long or short, whichever direction I'm going. Either it does it for a second, don't pull profits out, and then it continues to go down against me. Now I'm really heavy and a bunch of loss and I didn't restart. Or it just eats me in fees, trying to load up heavy, load up heavy, load up heavy, and try to wait for these big pushes. It never happens. So that's my, what I define as what we're trading for myself. But I think if you are just have a lot of contracts and a lot of trades for a day, but you're profitable, like you're not retrading. Yeah, it is relative. It's relative to so much of the individual, but there people know when they're over trading because generally the PL backs it up. Yeah. Generally it's the win rate and the win rate isn't always a good measure of whether or not you're trading well, but often it is, but generally your win rate's good and it doesn't, isn't great. And then generally you don't feel that great about how you traded that session when you're over trading. Yeah. Cause you're stressed you, out the whole time or anxious. Yeah. You might've eked out a profit, but you know, it's not repeatable. So, you need to recognize those times, document them in your journal, and then reverse engineer them and then say, okay, what are rules that I can put in place in my execution of trades that ensure that I don't overtrade? Uh, some of those are maybe on, like if you're trading in, in the five minute is your control, I can only do up to X lots or X amount of position or whatever in one five minute candle or I can only, I have to wait for this pattern to develop 
I have to wait for a momentum check in order for me to add or or enter another position. A lot of times over trading comes down from also you thinking you see a trade, but you're not patient enough to wait for the next best trade. So one of the things I stress is that you should be looking for the best trade. And if if you're if the trade that you're in right now, and that could be you could be doing a series of trades that aren't the next best trade. And that can just peck at you all day long as well, like just paper cuts, because it's it's hard to maintain that type of trading. So you should always be asking yourself, what is is this the best trade that exists? Or should I be more patient for the next best trade? Typically, the one thing you should be doing anyways, is you should be seeing where is the next highest probable trade that I want to execute? If this trade that I'm in or I just did, what is the next highest probable trade? And do I trade up to there? Do I wait for that? Or is it happening right now? Typically, it's not happening right at that moment. Uh, but that's something that you should really put in place within your daily trading, just the way you trade. Even if you're swing trading, even if you're long-term trading, it's the same type of thing. Concepts still apply, no matter what type of trading you're doing. True that. Yeah, so I think that's those are a good series of questions. I think the, we'll uh, we'll get some feedback from from everybody on if they like this type of show, and, and maybe we'll get some questions from people, and we can answer some questions on the show. So that's something we can field. Uh, you'll you'll find the show at rexdogtrading.com, uh, the show menu link. There, you'll see episodes to the show. You'll find it in any podcast. Uh, one of the best ways to ask us questions is you can send an email by visiting there, but you also can join our Discord. If you go to the show notes, there'll be Discord links. Also, in uh, the website at rexdogtrading.com, you'll see actual links to Discord as well. And let's say you have a question that you want us to answer for the show, you can ask us in Discord or send us an email, and we'll, uh, we'll include it in one of the shows. So, doesn't we're there every day, show up every oh, day. Yeah. Yep. So you don't, even there, you can ask the question there too. So it doesn't have to be about our system, us. It could be trading in general. It, it really, we're not saying just ask stuff about what we do. It could be trading in general. Yeah. Uh, and we're happy to answer them. So see everybody in the next show. Take us out. It's time to get started with one of the best trade systems ever created in humankind. Visit RexDogTrading.com and discover how to consistently and reliably pull capital from the markets. Mm -hmm.